Tonight, you guys remember Hoth Topics? Wonder what happened to those guys. And later, who? We'll find out. And eleven. Welcome, everybody, back to a long overdue episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am someone who is very much still alive, contrary to popular belief, Ian. And joining me this week is another person who is alive, contrary to popular belief and our podcast activity lately. John. John, how are you doing? I'm doing alright. I'm realizing how much cat hair is on this table cover, which is uh, disturbing because I do not have a cat. No, no you don't. That just tells me you're spending a lot of time with cats, and the hair is getting on you. Are any of them loath cats, mayhaps? I do I do not believe so. They are uh, unfortunately not real, and or on a different planet. Hmm, I choose to believe otherwise. Because I'm currently going mad, as I think we all are. Uh, we are in the middle of the pandemic, and it has been qu- quite a thing that exists that we've been subjected to. A couple things Star Wars related that uh, really kind of suck because of this. We did not end up getting to go to either WonderCon or Comic-Con or Star Wars Celebration this year because conventions are places where plagues are like a problem. Unfortunately, we have not been able to uh, do any of those things that we thought we were going to be able to do. But Still kind of were able to take the time and look at some other projects. And John, is there anything that you did during this COVID downtime as related to kind of maybe some costumes or anything that we were gonna do during the during those conventions that we didn't end up getting to do? Well, for me, life really hasn't changed because I still have to go to work every day. It's just that now that's government mandated introversion. Which, as an introvert, uh, has made things normal for me. <laughs> and I'd, but now the government's telling me not to go talk to people, which is fine. Which is what I do on the normal. Anyway, as for any projects I was working on, uh, before the lockdown hit, I was modifying the Star Tours ground control team costume for you, Ian. Uh, I got a new jumpsuit that actually fits you. thought, hey, all this, all this time I'm going to have on my hands, I'll get some good time working on it and instead I got to not work on it at all and just keep going to work and so there's been no progress on that yep and uh, to be perfectly honest dude until you mentioned it I had completely forgotten that we'd gotten that jumpsuit yeah like same. 100% I didn't even realize that that was a thing well what's really nice is uh, a couple weeks ago the one costume company that has the Star Wars license, their ATST flight suit or jumpsuit, which is the same pattern flight suit as X Wings and Tie Fighter pilots, I got it for like seventy five percent off. Nice. Uh, and now I can use that one to make the one that we're making for you more screen accurate, which I'm kind of excited for. Let's see what else. What else? Uh, another thing, uh, a prop I was working on uh, that I wanted to work on was a A280 blaster rifle, uh, the kind that the, the Rebel Pathfinders or Marines use in Rogue One, right. or a Cassian Andor, uh, Andor's sniper rifle. Uh, the prop house that made it, uh, a shop in the Netherlands called uh, 3D Props, 
Uh, you can check out their stuff on Etsy. I'll put some links in the doobly-doo if I remember. It was a kit to go on an actual airsoft gun uh, that I hope to turn into a functioning airsoft gun Star Wars prop to go along with my B11 blaster that's also a functioning airsoft gun. I ordered that, that, that kit back in April uh, and that's been delayed. The prop house that made it, the guy running it was going through a couple things. Yeah, he's posted about it on his Facebook. A large order surplus. Some things weren't being, he wasn't able to get a hold of to start making props. And the fact that he had dedicated the shop's 3D printers to making the face, ma- yeah, face protection masks for local hospital workers. So uh, the last time I, I, I messaged him about him, which was like a couple weeks ago, I was just letting him know, like, I'm not in a rush because Comic-Con got canceled, Celebration yeah. got canceled. If you're dedicating your printers to doing something else, please... Please go ahead and do that. I'd rather real people get masks than me get a fake space gun. Right. So, what else? Anything else? Anything else prop-wise? Well, there's the big thing. No, specifically for me. Yeah. Uh, for you... I think that's it. Yeah, I think I, that's it. I just it. wanted to finish those things before Celebration. Yeah. Um, Which we did not do. No, because... Well, we got another two years, so yeah, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, which is good, but, because uh, another project that we have probably going to take about two years to finish completely so what is that ian well what did you do well john what have you done what have i done oh boy what have i done what has he done so you know how we were going to go to these cons right and what what somebody does when they go to cons is they you know save up uh, a certain a certain amount of money in order to spend at these cons for food or stuff collectibles uh Probably a hot dog. I don't know. You know, Art the prints usual. that are going to stay in a cardboard tube for years and years and never be posted anywhere. Yup. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, a quick side tangent. I've, I've been clearing out my, uh, my room, just reorganizing it. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, a poster tube of, like, probably about 40 to 50 posters that they, they just exist One? there. I have four of those over by my TV. They're, they're Star Wars posters. They're random movie posters from theaters. They're all those Star Wars art prints that uh, I get uh, hassled into buying so that you get a better deal on prints. <laughs> Which I do not ever ask you to do, by the way. I just stand there and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get one of these prints. And then the dude's just like... Oh, it's like, uh... You get two for for half the price or whatever. <laughs> You're just like, okay, yep. Yeah, I know that feel, dude. I just, I don't have, I don't have the the wall space anymore to put anything up. Like, one day, when I finally get, you know, my own place, and I have more than four walls to work with, then everything's going up. But yeah, so, you know, uh, normally I'd spend money on these weird art prints and, and various other things. Well, since the three cons we were planning on going to are, are no longer a thing... I ended up taking the money I would have spent, and I bought a Purge Trooper armor set. Now, when I say a Purge Trooper armor set, it is, it's just the Mark II Mark clone, II armor. clone armor, uh, because that's what they're based on. And uh, I got it from 805 Armor Works? I 850. Think 850? 850? Links in the doobly-doo. One thing that's really cool about them is that a portion of your purchase goes towards uh i think it's make a wish which hey folks sorry about the interruption this is john and the edipay 
Uh, while editing this, I realized we got the information wrong about the charity that 850 Armor donates a portion of their armor sales to. The name of the charity is The Cure Starts Now, which is a cancer research foundation. I will put the appropriate links in the doobly-doo down below or in the description. And back to our regular scheduled Hot Topics programming. Which is pretty, pretty awesome. I felt that that took a little bit of the... The guilt of I'm spending a lot of money on plastic I, plastic I, armor. I think it goes to a cancer it, charity. Well, well, but we'll put the links up there. The point is that they portion of your purchase goes to charity, and I'm probably going to be getting the helmet from them as well. So I received a giant box full of vacuum formed plastic armor pieces to the point where we were like, I don't understand how all of this fit in this box. But I did, you know, I got them all uncut and everything, so. I'm going to have to cut all those pieces and basically just sit on the floor like a helpless child and be like, John, please help me figure out what this is and how to. Please help. So that's going to be one hell of a project. In a perfect world, I'd like to get at least something wearable done by Halloween. So maybe I can go out and do something fun for my neighborhood. Just be like, ah, there's a stormtrooper walking around. Attack kids dressed as Jedi because purge trooper. Right. Purge the children. Yep. Purge them all. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, anyway, but I, I totally feel you on the not being able to, like, focus on projects. Because at, at the very least, you, you're still working. So you've got the excuse of, I actually have to go to a job every day. They decided public access was not something they wanted to fund anymore. So I've been off work since probably about the second month. And I have all these, like, ideas and projects. Like, I've gotten, like, four Star Wars books during the pandemic that have just been sitting on my shelf. I wanted to uh, start a thing for San Diego Sabres where I talked about real-world martial philosophy and how it ties into Star Wars. And I have a book on Zen, and it's only like 80 pages, but I, I haven't finished it. I've read 20 pages so far. And it's all like, there's, there's just this, I have so many cool Star Wars things I want to do, and I'm just sitting around playing video games. It's just, you know, I don't want to work on any projects that move me forward. I just want to kill time while my life is on pause. And that's totally where I'm at. Um, but I'm hoping, now that we are sitting down and talking about Star Wars again, that maybe this will help kick into gear some of those projects. Get the Star Wars wheels chugging again. Hopefully next week or the week after, whenever we do the next podcast, I'll, I'll have more to report in terms of what we've been doing but I did put the question out to our listeners. I asked them what people are doing during quarantine that's Star Wars related. And I actually got a couple responses here. You want to hear some, John? Um, yeah, I think it could, I think it'd be all right at that. Awesome, because I have no idea what I would have done if you'd said no. Episode uh, over, I guess? See you next week. One of the thing, the, the first person I got on my list here is, remember Ewok? From uh, Sabres? TSL, yeah. right? TSL, yeah. yeah. He asked, uh, does Beat Saber count? And that's that VR game with, yeah, the Sabres and the music, and you have to, it's like Guitar Hero, beat stuff but with, with it. Lightsabers. It's like some sort of Beat Saber. Ah, uh, some sort of, hmm. Beat, yeah. yeah. And I told him, yeah, absolutely, it does now. I've always wanted to try that. I feel like, for some reason, it would be good hand-eye coordination training for, for Sabres. If it turns out to be anything like Guitar Hero, I'll go on the easy mode. Anything more than that, I'll end up just, you know, breaking lamps because I'm flailing nonsensically. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. 
Uh, our friend Sloan from San Diego Sabres says he's uh, making new and improving current Sabres. Sloan makes some rad Sabres. Was there anything that you saw before we shut down? Obviously, we're not doing Sabres anymore. Uh, I... Uh, Till COVID's gone. Don't recall because I don't think we've... I don't think I've talked to him in six or seven months at this point. Yeah, right? It definitely feels like that. It's been at least four, probably more like six. He always makes some really cool, unique uh, saber hilts. And so as I understand, he just, you know, has a bunch of metal pipe lying around that he just crimps and cuts. And oh, nice. Yeah. It's cool to hear that he's he's doing that because I'm, I'm stoked. I'm always stoked to see people's new sabers and given all the time uh, maybe he'll have some really sweet ones when when we finally get back to sabers after uh all this uh this one's interesting andre says uh that they are doing a weekly watch party of the jedi temple challenge and i have yet to watch any of that john did you end up watching an episode i watched the first two episodes and i i appreciated it i like that ahmed best not only is just in it and back performing in the Star Wars family, but that he has gone to a lot of great lengths for his character. Like, if you've ever read interviews or see interviews about the Jedi Master he portrays, he has created an incredible backstory for him. And I think one of the coolest things uh, for me that I, I like about his character is the lightsaber he carries is one made from parts that you can get at Salvi's workshop at Galaxy's Edge Ooh. because he wanted to make something that people could have themselves. Right. Or he wanted to have a lightsaber that other people could have. So I thought that was cool. The first two episodes of it I watched, it, it's it maybe it changed uh, since the last time I watched it, but it didn't seem like there was much of a format change to the challenges. Mm. Uh, like if you watch Legends of the Hidden Temple, you're not, you weren't always going to get uh, the same challenges. No, that's not right. Cause that one always was the same challenges. What am I thinking of? Anyway, so some of some of those yeah. old Nickelodeon ones, they 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 didn't always have the same challenges every episode or every run. Yeah, whatever the um, one was with the slime. Yeah, I yeah. I can only think of the host whose name was Mark, and I can't remember what the name of the show was. Let's go with um. Let's go with Mark's show. Let's go with Mark's show. Yeah. What's the one with the crag? The crag. Guts. It was guts. I'm gonna go with guts. Sure. Uh, Mark's show with guts and crag. No, that wasn't Mark's show. That was someone else's show. Uh, anyway, just <laughs> um, so I kind of got bored after it a little bit, but uh, I could see somebody who who's a little bit younger than me by a lot. Uh, <laughs> could get a lot more joy out of it than i could sure they do a lot of like camera tricks and stuff to make it look like the force is real and stuff so i thought that was cool nice um to be perfectly honest you're selling me on the concept no it's it's, it's like, a really fun show it's just yeah uh, they i think they just need to add a few more challenges into it sure yeah I'll but probably, i enjoyed it i'll probably end up watching that if nothing else just to see ahmed best's jedi character and get some of the the lore background for him because i am all about dat lore so yeah, that's uh, but you know that's cool that they're you know, Andre's taking the advantage of the time we have now to kind of go through a new series. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Demi says all the Star Wars movies have the wrong titles. Video has probably been the most entertaining Star Wars thing I've seen in a while, <laughs> and I agree. You sent that over to me, I think uh, a couple days ago. Well, our friend. Our friend Anna in Texas sent that to sent it to the Hot Topics account. Oh, okay. And then I sent that over in our Discord thing. Right. It. Or, it no, I thought you'd enjoy it, but I also thought it would upset you. 
thoroughly. The only one in that I didn't like was, I think it was Revenge of the Sith. He put it as for episode two. Right. And I don't think the Sith had revealed themselves. His argument was that the audience finds out that Palpatine has created a clone army in order to seek revenge. Which is fair enough. And I, I, I agree with you. That's the only one that like didn't seem to fit perfectly. But the rest of but them you, made a You lot wouldn't of sense. have known Palpatine was a Sith by that point if you'd been if you'd only watched the movies in, in chronological order. order and never yeah. seen the Star Wars movies before. Well, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious in episode one that they're the same person. But the Emperor? Well, you just talking it's about obvious, Darth Sidious? It's obvious in Episode One that Palpatine and Darth Sidious are the same person, because the only difference and change is the fact that he has a hood on and a hood off. No, that's that's Star Wars, though. That's that's how you know that they're two different people. I'm talking about the audience, not the characters. Yeah, that's how Star Wars works, though. You put a hood on, no one knows who you are. Right. I I'm under. Mm-hmm. But we, it's in the crawl in every movie. That I don't think that's true. It's, it's written in black. It's, it's hard to see. It's just a but if you color correct, it's written in black. Yeah, just color correct the crawl. You got to play it backwards, and then you gotta you gotta add the text yourself, and you gotta translate it from. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it helps if you take a piece Ancient of paper. Sumerian. If it helps if you take a piece of paper and you put it on the screen while the crawl's going. And you can see it. John, just because you, you can post-its on your TV doesn't mean that it's right. I don't know. It's not what the post-it on my TV says. <laughs> right there. It says, that's right. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that that is a very entertaining little thing. It's only like a 40-second video or something. And it, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, when you posted it, I thought I would also get annoyed by it, but I actually, I was like, no, this guy makes some good points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think just, like, on that note, I feel like I've gotten slightly more chill about my Star Wars opinions, just because I think between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker stuff, I'm just exhausted by the the discourse. So at this point, I'm just like, yeah, man, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> That's like, pretty funny. Like what you like. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of always been the motto, but I think I just yelled it louder. <laughs> now I'm just like, eh, it's cool. Our friend Robert, also from San Diego Sabres, Robert says, uh, started playing Battlefront 2. Pretty fun, other than the continual server issues, which is fair. I got really into playing Battlefront 2 again uh, a couple months ago, and then they announced they weren't updating it anymore. And I just, for some reason, that, like, that shouldn't be a reason for me to not keep playing. Because, of course, they're going to keep updating and, and, like, keeping the servers online. But they're not doing any more major content ads. And my brain just went, nah, I don't need, nah. But I got pretty decent at it for a while. I always played a heavy. And you had it for PS4. Yep, so, so I never played it online. Nope. Because I didn't realize you had to have a PlayStation subscription. Pretty much. To play games online, so... Yep. That pretty much killed any enthusiasm to play that game. Yeah, which, I mean, mm-hmm. is fair. When it was just the versus multiplayer stuff, I wasn't having as much fun until I, like, actually sat down and dedicated some time into getting decent. But right before I stopped playing, they they had a... They added a co-op mode, so it's you and four other players on an AI team versus an AI team. It, it's definitely a lot easier than the full-on multiplayer mode but it also is a little bit more fun i think because you're dying every 30 seconds instead of every four and a half (laughs) 
But hey, maybe I'll jump back in since Robert's playing. Hopefully he's playing on a PC, so maybe I can group up with you. Give me, give me a, send me a message. We'll, we'll, we'll get something going. That'd be fun. Well, speaking of Star Wars video games real quick, did you see any of the trailer stuff for the Squadrons? Uh, I watched a few videos on the, the gameplay that Star Wars Explained put out, and I think they were watching... I want to say they were watching Eckhart's Ladder play mm. the game or something. So it's... So it's a quadruple filter. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of strange. Commentary. Um, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, if it's if it's just going to be a multiplayer game or single player within a multiplayer map, like a lot of EA games have been recently, I don't know if I'll get into it as much. Um, sure. I miss storylines. I, lo- I would love for this game to be X-wing versus Tie Fighter sort of thing. Right. Like the game, not just dogfighting. Right. I, d- I don't think it's going to be that. Yeah, I just I just want to play Command and Conquer, which is fair. <laughs> I I'm I wasn't super stoked on it, and then I found out that it's gonna be a thirty dollar game release, and I can get behind that because it's Star Wars and it's not a full like it doesn't seem to be it's not trying to be a giant triple A release, even though it's Star Wars, which is a nice change of pace. So hopefully the microtransactions are kept to a minimum and. I know there's a story mode, which is probably the only reason I'm going to get it. Um, but it also, like, it's like two hours or something, you know. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of, like, the Battlefront 2 flying around. Like, I enjoyed it when I did it, but then it was just neglected. And every time I'd, like, try to hop on to get achievements taken care of, nobody would be in the waiting room for the space stuff. So... Hopefully this is a little bit more refined, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more uh, X-wing versus Tie Fighter, which uh, I, I remember I played like Tie Fighter on like an old, old computer, and I had mm-hmm. like the joystick and everything, um, and I never knew what I was doing. Nope. So uh, I didn't understand what was happening on the screen. Could well, never find anything. I just you pull la- up until you see something. Yep. I just lazily flew around in space until I got shot down, but I still did it, and it was fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sonny says, watching the original trilogy out of order, as I do, and reading a lot of Mandalorian fan fiction. You know, fan fiction's never been uh, a part of the fandom I ever really got into. And then I thought about it for a little bit after I read this. You know, anytime we play a Star Wars-themed role-playing game, like D&D or anything. It's basically just me making fan fiction for your guys's fan-made character, <laughs> which I can totally get behind. Apparently there is enough Mandalorian fan fiction for there to be a lot to read. And you know, that's just it's never uh it's never a realm I crossed into. What about you, John? Uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day. On the hot topic feeds there are a lot of people posting like Raylo fan fictions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i had the exact same thought as like fan fictions are just not something that i get into i wasn't thinking specifically star wars rpgs but i was thinking like when we play D, i think we've only ever played one or two sessions that we're actually in the dungeons and dragons world right yeah. usually it's all homebrew stuff what we're doing is creating fan fiction but i think for me the difference is our fan fictions are about unnamed people in the universe where if we played a star, if you ran a Star Wars game, and I was playing Luke Skywalker, and then somebody else was playing my Darth Vader love interest or something weird like that, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> then 
Like, I, I don't know how... I, I think I probably think, ah, I'm not into this. Right. It's kind of like how I really, really enjoy Rogue One because it's, it's not main characters. It's not heroes, so to speak, with plot armor. In fact, I don't think anyone had any sort of armor in that movie. Uh, everyone dies. Uh, uh, hashtag spoilers. But, the, yeah, the more I thought about that, I'm like... It, it's not it's not hurting me, it's not hurting my fandom, and it's bringing some sort of joy or happiness to somebody writing it, to somebody reading it. If people are finding connections that are personal to them within these stories, then I don't have a problem with it. The only time I do have a problem with it is when these fictionalized storylines become the default... This is what actually happened in canon yep. that I see a lot. Yeah, that, um, that bothers me too. And then again, like, I'm like, why am I so upset about that? Like, none of this is real. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all fake. It's all in space. But then there, there's still just that little part of me that, like, wants to be what we see on screen. That's that's canon. What's in the officially released books and novelizations? That's canon. What's in the show? That's canon. And it's really hard for me to shake that notion. Yeah. Because that's what the last 25 years of my life have been. Yeah, and it's, you know? <laughs> it's it's one thing when it's like you're speculating on something that isn't clearly defined mm. in in the in the movies, you know, or in the official material, right? I've certainly have headcanon things where I'm just like, oh, I think that this happened here, but that's because there's no info there, you know. I only have the the context clues mm-hmm. of, but it it's another thing entirely when you're just like, this is what happened, even though it isn't. So I get that too. I get that little, little, little frustration nugget. It's probably more intense for me just because I am a loud boy and I also get really into lore stuff, but I'm trying to, trying to chill that down. I'm trying to simmer it down a little bit, Yeah, be a little bit more because I yell about let people like their things the way they like them a lot, but I also am yelling when I'm doing that. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, tap it down, keep it on a low simmer, not a, not a raging boil, you know? Uh, that's really cool, Sonny, that you're finding some things to keep you occupied in the Star Wars universe during this time. That's pretty cool. David says, Armada and X-Wing. We need to retry X-Wing because I have that starter set, which I think is outdated at this point, actually. Um, oh, wow. I um, I thought he was talking about X-Wing, the Lucasfilm game, or the LucasArts game. Right, and because we were talking about Tie Fighter and X Wing earlier, and Star Wars Armada, which isn't a thing, but Star Trek Armada was, and um, Star Wars Armada is a thing now. Star Wars Armada is not a video game. No, not a video. Which game. Which is what Correct. I thought you were saying. Gotcha. You're saying gotcha. Star Wars Armada, the miniatures combat game. Yes. Which I got confused with a Star Trek video game. I so now now I'm back. We're good. We're I good. saw the existential <laughs> crisis cross your face. And I was just like, what have I done? <laughs> what do you mean we got to get back into these video games? I know you've never played them. <laughs> I, I would like to try X-Wing again. I know uh, number one fan, Tim, has been collecting some Armada and X-Wing miniatures, but I don't know if he's playing the game. Tim, are you playing the game? We, we need to know. Because I see him, and you know, the other thing that kind of made me want to figure that out is I went to uh, uh, one of the local game stores, Game Empire, they had a sale on some of the gaming mats for for Imperial Assault for sale there as well. But, you know, I remember the one time we tried it, it was fun. And I think you beat me. The That's a demo we played at Com- Comic-Con, right? No, like, I actually bought the set and we tried it once at my house seven years ago, maybe. 
But it was fun, though, so we should, should get back into that. Also, I need to finish painting my Legion minis so we can try that game at some point. Yeah, and I really like the ship designs for, like, Armada. Um, I just can't get into another hobby right now. I've gotten so into the miniatures that I have and the D&D and costume making, and now I started doing some 40K stuff again. I, I can't justify another hobby. Uh, my wallet can't, anyway. But that's cool. Um, Armada and X-Wing. Definitely games worth checking out if you are bored and need something Star Wars flavored in your life during this downtime. On, on a side note, if anyone out there remembers a Star Wars game similar to X-Wing that used starships that were printed on foam cards that you pop out and assemble, please let me know the name of it. It was out around 2000. 12, I want to say, or 2008 maybe? I think maybe 2012. And me and my buddy Isaiah founded a San Diego Comic Con that year, and every day we went back and bought more and more of these card packs that folded out into random ships, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember what that game was called. See, I'm really excited that this is a thing that exists, because it seems like something that I could get a hold of and have a really cheap alternative for ship tokens for I I don't Star think Wars the games. game actually went anywhere cuz I never saw it in stores. That I means... only saw it at Comic-Con. Ah, oh, that that would that would be sad cuz I I could use some cardboard cut out little ships that'd be a lot easier than trying to buy a bunch of X-Wing things for my D&D games that I run a Star Wars one maybe once every 4 months or something. <laughs> uh Nick, Emperor Penguin Nick uh says I've started a six-week workout regimen to help increase my stamina and hopefully lose about 30 pounds in the process. Obviously, being more physically fit will also help me become a better at sabers. I agree, Nick, because I'm doing something similar. I've started doing workout stuff and actually attempting to train, and my arms and legs feel like jelly for about four days out of the week. But so far, I have been seeing some improvements, and... Luckily, uh, my trainer is our friend Shasta, who works some Saber stuff into some of my workouts. It was very embarrassing and hilarious that she had me doing parries for, you know, a certain number of time. And it had been so long since I actually sat down and went through the parries that I forgot what parry one was. And then she showed me what it was, and I was convinced that she was absolutely wrong. I was like, I've never seen this parry before in my life. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just sort of did it in my brain, and then I was like, oh, right, you're totally right. And she's looking at me like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, I, I know. I can't wait for Saber, like actual Sabers. I really need to get back into doing it. My practice has fallen behind. I just want to waste time. I don't, like, have any motivation to do anything. Hopefully, we can get on that. But good on you, Nick, for starting on that. Put some Star Wars spin on some of your workouts. Makes it makes it easier. I find I have a hard time doing anything in athletic nature unless somebody is trying to hit me with something. Shooting at me with an airsoft gun or uh, swinging a saber at me. That kind of stuff. Okay. And then uh, our friend Jason, who we've had on the show uh, a couple times... He says that the UK finally got Disney Plus in lockdown, so I watched every episode of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian, tried Rise of Skywalker again but couldn't get through it, and uh, played Galaxy of Heroes every day. I, too, have been playing a lot of Galaxy of Heroes. Me, too. Yeah. I've mm. been. I don't know why. 
I don't know why either. It, you know, for me, it's become part of my, my morning routine. So I get up in the morning, I take a shower, and as I'm having my coffee, I do my dailies. And then before I go to bed at night, I use whatever bonus energy I have to try to gear farm some stuff. I've unlocked Jedi Knight Revan. I'm working on Darth Revan right now. And I'm also training up an Ewok team to take on, uh, to get C-3PO. It's just, it's it's such a, but awesome that you are going through uh, Clone Wars and Mandalorian. Jason really wants to have a, a conversation about Rise of Skywalker with us. Maybe when the world isn't imploding, we will we'll we'll get you on and talk about that. So. Yeah, since uh, since we're not allowed to fly to Europe. Oh, he's in England. Yeah, that's not Europe. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. Yep. I was gonna say we, we, I don't think we can send our airwaves over there either. But uh, yeah, right. But he's in <laughs> he's in England, so, uh, so no EU restrictions. So there is that. Um, on a on a fun side note, I've been googling that thing that I was that card game I was talking about. Ah. Uh, uh, it took me forever to find. Right. It is called the Star Wars Pocket Model Trading Card Game by uh, by WizKids. It debuted in 2007, mm-hmm. and they canceled it in 2008. Oh, so it's not even like a thing. Each set was available in a foil pack with an MSRP of $4.99, designed to be playable in a mini version of the game right out of the pack. Each pack of the Star Wars Pocket Model TCG includes four to eight pocket models on two styrene cards, six game cards, two micro dice, and the rules to play the game. Now, Ian, do you remember me having a container filled with dice that were about two millimeter wide? Yes. Do you remember how many of those I had? Many. Those were from that game. Oh. That's how many of those packs we bought. Do you? No, I do not have them. They are long gone. So disappointed. I'll I'll show you pictures of them. They're they're in one of my Comic-Con folders. Cool. But anyway, yeah. sorry, I just got really excited. No, that's 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 cool. Because it was now it, we know what they're called. They were it was blind pack X wing was so basically what it was. Maybe I can. Uh, you could probably find them on the eBay's. Oh yeah, or or one of the the sort of collectible things. Like I I get a lot of old minis from the battle game. I can't remember what it's called now off the top of my head, but for my D and D stuff. Go. It was before Legion and, and Imperial Assault were yeah. like a thing. And, and Star Wars RPG. Yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. Maybe this site that 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 I get those off of will have some old ones, old packs of that. That'd be cool. A lot of people have been up to a lot of Star Wars stuff during the lockdown, shutdown, quarantine. That's uh, awesome that we've been able to still enjoy some of our Star Wars love and hobbies during this uh, during this time. So there's one more thing I want to talk about today, John. Oh, uh, what's that, Ian? And uh, unfortunately... I hope it's good news. Oh, it's not, though. Ah. Uh, actor Wilford Brimley unfortunately passed away, and I thought we could take this time to talk about his uh, beloved uh, Star Wars character, Noah Brickwallen. Brickwallen? Brickwallen. I didn't know his last name until I looked it up today. Now, we've, we've talked about Ewok Adventures a little bit before. I don't remember what we said during that episode. All I remember is the phrase, Mama Tawani, not so much anymore. That was the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, so we, we, we watched those movies, and Wilford Brimley played this guy, Noah. And I learned some uh, an interesting factoid today. First of all, I learned his last name. Uh, which I didn't know. Grimley? No, the character's last name. Brickwallen. B-R-I-Q-A-L-A. Words, letters, it doesn't matter. 
And another thing I learned is that apparently he crashed on Endor well before the, like, battle for Yavin. Or after. Uh, well, according to what I was reading on Wikipedia, he crashed there before the battle of Yavin. So he was there, like, during the Empire takeover of... Oh, they, they finally canonized when those movies take place? Uh, none of this is canon, I think. This is all yeah, because legend some, stuff. Some sources said that the movie takes place hundreds of years after the original trilogy. Well, I think the stuff that I'm leaning from comes from the fact that they kind of developed a little bit more of... Um, oh, uh, Sindel's in uh, Sindel. Aftermath, right? I don't know if she's in Aftermath, um, but she's, she's a reporter. Well, she. So I was looking this up today, and she. Uh, that was actually pre New Canon. She oh. was in some stuff. And I think it's all based on sort of little bits of information we got from those books from Sindel. But she. Yeah, she became like a war correspondent and did a whole, like. She did a whole expose on, like, the faces of the Clone Wars and had leaked uh, an important story during the Black Fleet crisis and all this stuff. Apparently, uh, Wilford Brimley's character Noah retired to the Mint Rim at some point. So yeah, so he was apparently just hermited on Endor, not that far away from the Ewok Tree Village, during the entire uh, <laughs> Empire destruction. They had other stuff to deal with. They had Goraxes and yeah. Dathomir witches and so some, some alien dude. Some alien dude. Uh, I found this little bit of information that was pretty interesting. Uh, in 2010, Noah was ranked number 95 on the American Entertainment website IGN's list of top 100 Star Wars characters due to the fact that he was played by, quote, legendary actor and oatmeal pitchman, end quote, Wilford Brimley, that he helped introduce spectacles to the galaxy far, far away. And by spectacles, I believe they mean glasses. Space glasses, yeah. yeah. That he protected an orphan little girl, and that he attacked a sword-wielding King Tarek armed only with a walking stick. And you know what? When you put it like that, he deserves to be on that list. Right up there with Jax, the giant green rabbit. Oh, Jax the giant green rabbit. I bet you we're going to see Jax one of Jax's... Movies. Jax is going to be the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's going to be... He's Either him or somebody of his species is going to be in, like, Mandalorian or, like, the new Lando series they're talking about doing. <laughs> oh, he, he better be Lando's co-pilot. Oh, that, that would, would be, be amazing. So, would be so happy. That would Dude, be fantastic. Let's just... Let's just, uh, let's just keep some, like, the silliness going in some of those... Oh, yeah. ...solo offshoot ones. We need we need like, just get, a dash. Get, get Taika Taika Waititi to direct it. He'll make it make sense. Yep, yep. Let's let's give it the Thor Ragnarok treatment. So yeah. Um. But if you've never seen the Battle for Endor or or the Ewok movies in general, maybe now's the time. You got nothing else better to do. It's an honor, Wilford Brimley. Go ahead and and uh, check that out. And I don't actually really know anything about Wilford Brimley other than the fact that he's a meme and that he was in Star Wars. So mm-hmm. that's that's enough for me to say, you know, rest in peace and 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 uh, have a you know, have a good uh, one. Let, let's let's uh, let's look back on his career a little bit here. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. I don't know. Time doesn't work right anymore. Fanta Tracks had a, a really quick interview. I think it was Fanta Tracks with Eric Walker, who played uh, Mace Tawani in those movies. They were asking him stuff specifically about. Indoor, which he's kind of created a lot of his own canon for, mm-hmm. which, fair enough, he's Mace <laughs> Tawani. But he, he had mentioned that, and I think this was in the Ewok cartoons as well, 
that on Endor, when an Ewok is born, they the village plants a tree, and that tree becomes linked, so to speak, to that Ewok as they grow. Hmm. And when they pass, they their spirit passes into the tree, and then the Ewoks believe that that's the the spirits in those trees are what give their shamans their power. Okay, because uh, Ewoks can do magic in right. the cartoon at least. Uh, and Eric believed that uh, Mace and his parents both ended up in one of those trees after they were killed at the beginning of Battle for Endor. Hmm. So I would like to believe that Noah's spirit, wherever it was, ended up back on Endor in a tree to help protect the uh, Bright Tree Village. Maybe in that tree that he hollowed out and made into <laughs> put a, a home. Put a ship on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> There's a lot of room in that tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go over near the grump tree, folks. <laughs> yeah. we'll come, at you, come at you without pants on. <laughs> Dressed as an old-timey prospector <laughs> with a stick that can deflect swords. As per uh, usual. Yeah. As so, per Star Wars. As per Star Wars. All right. Um, well, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we close up, John? No, I think I think we've done enough rambling around today. Yeah, to this is help us get back into the groove of how things work. I almost <laughs> forgot how to start this recording pro- program. <laughs> uh, on a, on a quick quick side note, you were mentioning earlier when you were practicing with Shasta that you couldn't remember the parries. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I realized that I don't I, I could not do the form the basic forms in my head anymore. Ugh, uh, worst. So, yeah, that sucks. Uh, which is fine because I didn't, I, I haven't been able to fight even when we were right. practicing. So I'll find other ways to do stuff with the club. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, besides that, um, that's it. Cool. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Hot Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or ideas for. Uh, future episodes, you can go ahead and send us an email at hothpod at gmail.com or tweet at us on the Twitters at hothpod. You can also visit our website, hothtopicspodcast.com. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, some clone trooper, clone trooper, uh, purge trooper stuff up there. Finish up the 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 jumpsuit man who Star Tours. Yep, yeah, that's, that's that's the, the thing. one brain shutting down. Um, we did get a couple ideas from a friend uh, Vok from my from my guild days. Um, he uh, so maybe we'll talk about these next time around. He wants to know how the force actually affects the Kyber crystal colors, uh, as in purification and bleeding, magic, um, and uh, talking about the propaganda of the Empire and the First Order versus Rebellion or Republic, and how how propaganda plays a, a part in. Star Wars. And boy, do also, I have... Also magic, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, boy, do I have a, a, a cool book for you. And maybe I'll page through that and come up with some cool stuff and we'll talk about those Is things the next Bible? time. It's not. Oh. It's literally Star that's Wars a... propaganda. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and um, as for the Kyber Crystal thing, I would answer that question now, but I want to make sure I'm right before I start in because this is definitely one of those topics that makes me go, why did why did we change it? Um, so, all right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I've been Ian. I've got to remember how to transfer this to my desktop computer. That's going to be a fun time. That was John. Uh, we will see you next time. Whew. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe.
Bienvenue, Hot Topics. It's your boy. Healthcare workers. Right. Uh, so I'm not super upset about that. And I'm going to restart that whole thing. <laughs> if I had known that your phone was... Uh... <laughs> I would not have posted the thing on oh, Twitter. Oh, this, is, this isn't from you. Oh, it's not? No, no notifications from any app are <laughs> on my phone. This is my coworker sending me one word text. What? Uh, okay. So, oh, I gotta mute that. <laughs> I thought, I thought, because I just posted a thing about we were recording. Oh, and so no, I, I hate yeah. any notification that isn't a text message. They're all turned off. <laughs> they infuriate me. Because they usually they usually notify me at like 3 or 4 in the morning. Like, right. jack in the box. Oh, this is a new deal. I don't it's need like, that right now. No. I re- can recognize you real quick. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Um, you were talking about the uh, prop house. That oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm just going to start that whole thing over. Yeah.